Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 107-102 win against the Indiana Pacers, and this game was a wild one to watch, certainly stressful down the stretch, but the Raptors ended up pulling it out, and you know, we, we can't waste any time, we gotta dive into, into this, because this is one of the best wins of the season, the Toronto Raptors came out and really just played their tails off, being undersized, going up against the Twin Towers and uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. They are two legit, solid seven-footers that, you know, Sabonis is an all-star, Turner's leading the league in, in blocks. They are a legit front court, and the Raptors have had some question marks with who they're going to play up front, and tonight, Aaron Baines played great, Boucher had a solid one, but it was really the different crafty lineups that Nick Nurse put out there on the court that really changed the complexion of this game, and the first player that we gotta talk about, our Swiss Army, Army Knife, and honestly, looking even more than that in this game, OG Ananobi, 30 points for OG, 8 rebounds, uh, 6 steals, is that, the, is that the count? 5 steals, and just all-around phenomenal defense, whether he was switched out into a guard in Brogdon or he was guarding one of those bigs down low. And this is the thing about OG. Everyone knows he's a terrific on-ball defender. He's been doing that from day one since he came to the league. But the real question is, especially going into this year, is if the Raptors are running a small ball unit like we did in the playoffs, can OG guard these legit centers down low? And obviously he had a lot of help from Stanley Johnson, Utah Watanabe, and I don't, I don't want to gloss over them. I'm going to talk about them a lot after, but OG has proven he is just as solid. He can handle any of those guys down low, whether he's in help, whether he has to straight up keep them from posting up. He has just been an absolute force down there on the defensive end this season. And to start off this year, he struggled a little bit in terms of three-point shooting and people are a little bit low on OG. And I wasn't necessarily sad about that. My biggest issue with him has been his ball handling because it looks so much improved in the bubble and it didn't really have that polish so far this year. But tonight, we see what OG can do with a tight handle. We see what he can do when he's charged up, ready to go to the rim and finishing because he is just a monster out there. Whether it was, you know, as I said, hitting threes, he was finishing over these big guys in the lane. Miles Turner leading the league in blocks and had six of them tonight. So certainly a, a, a strong rim-protecting performance for him. But OG, he didn't care who was down there. There was a possession where Sabonis was was there. OG already hit a couple shots. And he said, he doesn't... He doesn't he looked at him and he said, this is barbecue chicken. That's what OG said to Sabonis. Did a little spin, shot a post hook over him despite the massive size difference in terms of height. And he was not to be stopped tonight. He even hit clutch free throws and obviously it was a big meme last season that OG really struggled from the free throw line. And obviously he has to be more consistent. He has to get this, you'd like to see this impact in a night in night out basis. But the way he took over the game down the stretch, particularly on both ends of the floor, it gives you that Kawhi Leonard sort of vibe in terms of his style, his ability to just drive in the lane, people bounce off him and score down low, that hitting the shots, hitting the contested shots. We know, we do know the one thing about OG Anobi, he is super clutch, hitting that shot against Boston in the playoffs, hit one in LeBron's face a couple years ago in that, the, the, the final LeBronto series, unfortunately LeBron ended up hitting a game winner after, but hit one against Washington, so... He's a reliable guy down the stretch, and the fact that he's taking over these games right now, it's truly a sight to be seen, so shout out OG, that guy, 
He's, he's on the screen here now. He's just been a monster. He's one of my favorite players. I'm happy to see him have a game like this, particularly against an Indiana Pacers team that I think came into tonight as the second seed in the Eastern Conference. So really big win, especially without uh, Siakam and Lowry. But when we talk about the defense, there is a triad of, of defensive wings that Nick Nurse ran tonight. Even Bembry. I'll give Bembry a little shout-out because he was a beast there on the wing as well. Down the stretch of this one, he hasn't gotten a lot of minutes, so a little shout-out there. But it was really the OG at the head of it, Stanley Johnson there as well, and Yuto Watanabe just being absolute clamps. Whether it was the bigs, the wings, whether, whoever they were switched on, they were all getting rebounds. Stanley Johnson had a clutch block down the stretch in this one. He was... These are undersized wings. These are career small forwards, sometimes shooting guards, locking up centers, locking up these guys. And the Toronto Raptors, the, the Pacers came out at the start of this one. The Raptors, especially with Aaron Baines playing well at the start, their offense was looking solid. It wasn't anything crazy, but they were, they were keeping pace with Indiana, who has been really good this season. But then Nick Nurse went to a smaller ball unit. He threw out TD, and obviously TD came out in this one for anyone that watched and really... Did not look good, missed an open midi, threw the ball out of bounds once, and had a really bad turnover. So Utah got his opportunity, and he did not disappoint. We've brought, we brought up his hustle in the past, and just how his energy on the court just really amps the team up. And obviously there's other things in Utah's game that you leave a little bit to be desired, a little bit of finishing around the rim, a bit of polish in that in-between sort of stuff. The three-point shot, he he's a good three-point shooter, but there's a couple of them you want to him to hit. But... The hustle paired with the fact that he actually is getting, looks more improved, looking more and more confident on the offensive end. I think he's going to be a rotation piece for this team. Stanley Johnson got the start tonight with the injuries. He's solidified in that rotation. I think Watanabe could be creeping over Terrence Davis in terms of those, those minutes off the bench that we were all talking about, the eighth man. Because his hustle, his energy, his length has been r remarkable for this team. He was an absolute dog there getting rebounds, and that's the thing with Stanley Johnson. I'm bringing up the same points that I brought up with him in the past podcast. He's not a negative on offense. You still have to guard him at the three-point line. You still have to... You can't just sag off him. You can't just leave him out there on an island, and he can make these moves off the dribble. He's a decent defender. Had a really nice pass. I believe it was to Bembry earlier in this game, so... Great decision-making, great hustle from Utah. Missed a couple layups, missed one open corner three, which would have, been a, would have been a nice momentum swinger. But outside of those, I think he, and the more and more comfortable he gets, I think he's going to be a rotation piece for this team. Maybe that's just me hyping him up a little bit. But the, the limited minutes we've seen from this guy, I think he really deserves a chance to really give him opportunity like TD, like Malachi has had. So... Malachi also struggled in this one, but we're going to keep it positive on this pod because the guys just look great. Fred Van Vliet, we got to bring him up, and his phenomenal steal on Malcolm Brogdon down the stretch in this one. The Toronto Raptors, I believe they were up by one at this point, and Brogdon, a, a notorious Raptor killer who really struggled in this game tonight because of all the defense that was being played. And I think Fred Fred's defense gets a little bit underrated because he's undersized, but he's always up there in uh, the tops in the league in terms of steals. I think OG is actually third in the league right now, but Fred is known for picking pockets. And down the stretch of this one, Fred was just keeping his feet, moving with Malcolm Brogdon, who is a pretty shifty guy. Not necessarily flashy, but is very capable of getting around good defenders. And... 
even though with his struggles, he kind of got hot as of uh, down the stretch in this one, uh, Malcolm Brogdon. And then at the end of the game, you're kind of a little bit stressed out. Fred was not even letting him get a shot off. Got a steal. The ball got poked loose. The shot clock went off. And Miles Turner had to huck up a thing that didn't even count. So Fred Van Vliet with that clutch steal hit a lot of tough shots in this one. And Fred Van Vliet... He's got a little bit of criticism in terms of the shot selection he's been having in the past few games. Obviously, he hasn't had the same hotness, so to speak, in terms of scoring the ball as he had at the start of the season. A lot of that has been due to the defense focusing in on him a little bit more, but he was hitting those tough shots tonight. Obviously, you'd like to see him maybe get some more easier looks, and that's on the rest of the team as well. And I guess without Kyle Lowry and Siakam, it's going to be tough for him to get those open looks as a smaller guy, but... He was hitting contested threes, had one, actually I'm going to save that for the segments, but really, really nice game. 21 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 6 of 15 from the field, but the shots that he did hit were really big moments. So shout out Fred Van Vliet, big game in this one. And Norman Powell, I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing. Norman Powell's starting. The thing with regarding Norman Powell for his entire Raptors career is confidence. He's a player that has the intangibles, he has the athleticism, he has the defense, he has the shooting capability. Night in, like, any night, any night he could go off, he could be a perfect player for this Raptors team, but sometimes he gets in these little funks. He gets in these games where he looks lethargic, a bit zoned out, he'll force his game a little bit, he'll miss easy layups, and when he's a starter, though, and this sometimes happens, I think this happened earlier in his career when he was the playoffs and the nickname Playoff Powell was born, uh, Norm God, all that sort of stuff, was when he was giving guaranteed minutes, when he was a part of the game plan, when he was a starter, he just looks a lot better. He looks more engaged, more comfortable, and I know he's been better even off the bench in the past few games, but Norman Powell's a starter. We saw that big, massive heat game that we didn't get a chance to react to on the last podcast, but or in the last for the last game, but... Norman Powell, when he comes out as a starter, he seems to put up a lot of points tonight. 20 points for Norm, 7 of 18, and 6 assists. Made really good decisions, only one turnover. So, just an all-around great floor game for Norman Powell. But, I think those stats could have even been higher tonight. He missed a dunk. A couple of really bad luck on a couple of finishes, just going in and out. So, this could have easily been a 26-28 point per game for Norman Powell. And, the real question, and a lot of people are talking about trading Kyle Lowry and... We've made it known we do not want to trade Kyle. But the one argument that I could see a lot of people making is Norman Powell playing that shooting guard position, being a starter, being a guy that is guaranteed that starting two-guard role, he has looked really good when he's been given those opportunities in the past. He's a guaranteed scorer. He's a great defensive player. So that could be the one plus side of Kyle Lowry maybe getting moved if you get assets back, but he still doesn't give the same consistency and level of production that Kyle Lowry gives, so I still don't want to move Lowry, but there is definitely something there. There is something there with Norman Powell being the shooting guard, so let me know your thoughts on that, because that's an interesting sort of perspective to look at the situation with, and we'll talk about the bench right now. Chris Boucher, 12.7 rebounds, 21 minutes. He hasn't been getting the same minutes he had on that super hot stretch, but Still continuing to give solid production for this team off the bench. And with it's really nice to have Aaron Baines giving solid minutes as well. He had 17 minutes, 12 points, 7 rebounds. Similar, exact same stat line in terms of uh, points and rebounds. But those two guys having that center production, it's really nice to see. Especially when a lot of those minutes aren't even given to those two guys. It's given to Stanley Johnson, Bembry, OG, 
Utah, those guys all came out and played those sort of minutes. So the fact that they were able to do that in limited production, because that was sometimes the question with a Bain, or well, maybe not Baines and Boucher, but Ibaka and Gasol, when they weren't given a lot of minutes, obviously the confidence goes down. And Boucher's never been hesitant to fire up his shots and be ready to get hot, whether it's the last minute of a game or the start. So it's nice to see that continue over after he's been given an extended run. And the fact Aaron Baines is looking confident, ready to shoot those shots. He shot, I think this was the most fluid three-point shooting game I've seen from Aaron Baines this year. The the shots he's taken just have a lot more confidence, a lot more just... He, he looks like they're, they want to go in. There's no hesitation with the jumpers right now, so I think that's a big part of why Baines has been playing better. So, shout out Aaron Baines, shout out Boucher. Bembry off the bench looked great in terms of defense, uh, made a couple of great cuts. He doesn't really create much for himself in terms of being a guy that can really go off the dribble and break down a guy one-on-one, but he's a player. He cuts well. He, he's got that Patrick McCaw vibe before McCaw really came into his own last season. He just makes the right basketball play. And even though his jumper is not where it really needs to be, he's a player you can have on the court because he gives phenomenal defense. He doesn't do anything bad, doesn't do anything negative. So, so shout out Bembry. He's a very switchable player. And we briefly mentioned uh, Flynn and Thomas. We'll talk about the uh, Flynn and uh, Terrence Davis. We'll talk about them after. So you know what? Let's, let's just swing it into the segment. So we got the... The solo pod, the the intros, the things, the segments aren't working, so I'm going to have to manually do this. But firstly, the spicy P-Lay of the day. And there was a lot of plays that could really be called out for this one. I brought up Fred VanVleet's steal at the end of this one. Chris Boucher had a really nice block down the stretch. And those were all on the defensive end. But OG Ananobi just driving the lane and and finishing. I, really, I was really encouraged by that post-up play he had over DeMontis Bonus. But... I think the play that you'd have to give it to is Norman Powell coming down in the lane. He got a, well, we'll talk about this one after, but he came in and just dunked it right in Turner's face. I don't know if it was a pure poster, but certainly Turner was there ready to contest. And Norman Powell, he he missed a couple layups for the possessions before, but he was saying, I'm not missing any of these bunnies at all, this, this shot, and just came down and yammed it. Norm is a sneaky good dunker, and when you're doing it on one of the best shot blockers in the NBA, really... You got to get a spicy pile of the day, but not all plays can be the spicy pile of the day, and some just make you say, oh, geez. And for that great dunk that Norman Powell had in this one, he had one rim stuff. Again, the presence of Turner makes these dunks a little bit tough, but he didn't get blocked by Turner. He got blocked by the rim, and if he dunked that second one, it was a couple possessions later, that would have been a really just big energizer for the team. Fortunately, it didn't go down, and that was one of the plays that Norman Powell just had you have that sort of easy taker there and you want to get the guys hype you can't get stuff by the rim norm that's good definitely going to make you guys get an ogs play of the day utah also had an open layup in one possession he just kind of did a reverse it bounced out but not a lot of negative ogs in this one but there is a couple damari carroll gold star awards and don't want to get too negative on the pod don't want to get bash guys too much because Obviously, Terrence Davis is a guy that's on our deep bench. He's got a lot of stuff off the court going on. So, we'll. It's it's tough to be consistent when you're put into those situations. But TD came out in this one. I mentioned it earlier, just not ready to go. He was also given a 30 second stint in the end of the third quarter. And he just did not look good tonight. Certainly a gold star performance. But 
it ended up being a benefit for the Toronto Raptors because then we could see what Utah could do on the defensive end, particularly tonight. Because I don't know if we win this game without Utah's defense. So that was a that was a huge positive for the Raptors getting to see him. But uh, at the end of this one, Demari Kill Gold Star Award. Malachi Flynn also really struggled and. I think it could go to the whole end of the third quarter possession. Nick Nurse ran out of lineup because the bench unit looked strong at the in the first half, but in the second half he ran out Malachi, TD, uh, Matt Thomas there for a minute or so. I uh, I think it was Utah. Not a lot of scores on the court. Not a lot of shot creators. And when you have your deep, deep bench out there without a guy that can really create for other people, it makes sense that the team is going to struggle. So. I can't really blame him, but certainly getting the Demari Carroll Gold Star Award if your lineup just completely blows a, I think it was a 10-point lead. So, I'd like to see those guys kind of step up. Nick Nurse brought up the fact that he can't keep throwing out smaller shooting guards, and he wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. He wasn't joking to the media, because now it seems like Stanley Johnson and Utah Batonabe are really going to be next in line to get those backup sort of 7th and 8th man position. So, well, I guess Stanley Johnson was a starter tonight. So we'll see how the injuries and all that play out. But certainly a positive game in this one. I apologize if my sound a bit weird. My throat's a little bit off. Solo pod. Trying to talk it out. Do it all in one take. But you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Got a lot of cool articles coming on the website. Going to do a formal plug for that. Got to do that on the Instagram, all that stuff. Gotta get the TikTok going. Not sure what's really hap- happening on there, but I think we get our profile picture back in a few days. So definitely follow us over there on TikTok. But yeah, the Toronto Raptors back-to-back massive wins against some of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. I know the Heat don't have the record for it, but they're they're a strong team. I know they didn't have Jimmy Butler and whatnot, but still a win's a, win's a win. And two teams play a lot of great defense. They were able to do it without their top two guys. So big wins for the Raptors. The fade for Cade stuff has got to end, and some people claim that we were rotted and we're going back and forth when we lost to the Heat, and obviously we were depressed after that one, but I think the people that commented didn't listen to the second half of that pod where we were talking about, yeah, we'll be fine, we just need to get a few wins in these next few games against the the second one against the Heat, these two Pacers wins, and the Bucks. we got to win at least three out of these five, we dropped the first one, so... I think the Raptors, they're on a they're on an upward trajectory. Things are looking good, so good time to be a Raptors fan. You're the best. Cheers.